And everything about Satan is rooted in wrongfulness. And he wants us to align with him so that we miss out of God's promise. We miss out on our protection. So again, when he was tempting Jesus, he comes to Jesus and then he quotes scripture. Then Jesus also quotes it back to him. But you see, when Satan quotes the scriptures, he twists it. He quotes it in the wrong way. It doesn't apply to the situation. He's the twister, so he brings it in the wrong way. And once you've embraced the wrong way of scripture, it's very hard to break free and be delivered from that wrong understanding to the right way. Mm. And that's why part of keeping our armor on involves the word of God and not just having the word of God, but understanding it in the right way because the enemy will always use it, but mm. wrongfully. Mm. And that's where religion comes to play. Yes. Mm. And that is the greatest enemy of our soul because religion involves doing things by our own strength. And scripture says that our righteousness are as filthy rags. So I want to ask us, how have you practically put on the breastplate of righteousness? How have you made a decision that you will always be in right standing with God? And I want you to remember that it's not just, of course, it can apply to daily living. But this passage says, so that you can stand in the evil day. So it's very specific to those times where you're pulled to a corner. Those times when you're in their need, in desperate situations. And your heart is wanting to waver to the side that the enemy is suggesting to you. How have you maintained that right standing before God? How have you chosen to honor God's word above the twistings of the enemy? How can you make this practical for you is the question. Who's going to say something? (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty deep. By telling the truth? Yeah, that's very good because truth leads you to righteousness. To righteousness. Yes, yes, yes. Telling the truth and living a righteous life? Yeah, which entails like how do we make righteous living practical, right? It's like a big word. Give an example of how that works out in regular life. I would say um, being with your sisters, uh, holding us accountable and worshiping the Lord in community, being with others that love Christ and uh, be like-minded with others helps. I think helps us with that. And we're staying in the word, of course, staying in the word. Uh, the Holy Spirit, I, the Holy Spirit is the guiding light that directs, counsels us, makes us aware. I mean, I believe the Holy Spirit has a big portion to play in all how we travel on this journey. Amen. It's with the Holy Spirit. Just can't imagine without it how people do it. Yeah. So this also involves our private life, just like with the armor of truth. We talked about our personhood. I mean, for lack of um, a better example, some days ago, <laughs> my daughter, she's so funny. She always asks me all these amazing questions. She's like, Mommy, what do you think about ho? I'm like, ho? It's a bad word. You know, she's like, yeah. So I started explaining to her that that is a negative connotation. Yes. You do understand what it means. She said, yes, Mommy, I understand. My mates... You know, they, they say like, oh, you dance like a whore, things like that. And it's supposed to be a positive that you're a good dancer. 
So I was like, you know, always think of the definition of the word. She said, yeah, mommy, I thought so too. I just think my generation have got got things upside down. And it's just so hard to understand why they will twist things like that. You know, even for her, she's like, she just shook her head. She said, oh, it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. They did that with the B word too, you know. Yeah, I was. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's like when somebody says you are B, whatever. Yes. It's like a compliment. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. They do that with everything. They told one one of her mates, a guy told her, "Oh, your mom is kind of bad." I'm like, what? it's like mommy she means you're attractive i'm like what i'm like then you should say your mom is kind of good or kind of fine not bad she's like mom it's not the same yeah yeah but who's twisting thank you Mm -hmm. it is he himself the devil is twisting yeah. Yes. The verbiage. Mm-hmm. There's no more black and white. There's all shades of gray, right? I mean, yes. Coming years ago, right from wrong. No, it's how you feel or what you want to do or you got to be happy. He's yeah. just had a heyday. He's had a heyday in our society. Oh, yeah. And people have bought into it. Yes. That's the sad part. People have bought into it, you know, but. I think we've had an awakening with this pandemic and stuff. Parents now are fighting back. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys watched the Grammys. I didn't watch it, but (laughs) somebody sent me a clip of something. and No, I just heard about it. It's all demonic now. I'm telling you. Yeah. You see, you know, as you flip through on your Instagram and some of the outfits, it's like, you know, they're wearing a little bit of nothing. You can see everything. (laughs) A nipple on their breast. It's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Even the halftime shows at the football games now are very, it's demonic. It's, I mean, most of us that follow the Lord understand that it's demonic, but other yeah. people think it's just show. It's yeah, just they think it's show. art, it's creativity. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's so sad that you can't even talk about these things as you should mm-hmm. because they say you're judging them. I mean, personally, I don't care because I will always speak the truth in love. You right. know, many believers know what is right. But right. then you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness consciously in all seasons. Yeah. What's important is your right standing with God. So you don't see anybody else, no matter what the crowd is. All you see is God, this close to you. Your heart is beating after him. He is the love of your life. He's the one you want to please and nothing else matters. You fear him more than the fear of men. I listened to John Bevere. He was talking about Jim Baker when he committed that fraud and he was caught in adultery and all that when he had the biggest evangelistic ministry at the time on TV. Mm-hmm. And so he said that when Jim Baker was sentenced, he had invited him to come and visit him after reading one of his books. And he said he got to visit Jim Baker. And he asked Jim Baker that, when did you stop loving God? And Jim said, never. I never stopped loving God. And then he said that, 
I just didn't fear him. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Mm. So good. So good. The truth, yeah. So good. That's mm. why God told us that we we should fear him, right? We need to fear him. Yes. Ooh. The fear of God makes you want to be in right standing with yes. him. Mm. His yes. opinion matters. You're more scared of being on the wrong side with God than being on the wrong side with man. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So I felt like we should tie this together in a practical way where we actually pray to have the reverent fear of God. It's not the fear that the enemy provides. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given unto us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So it's not that fear that strikes you to shame and guilt and just being so scared and being anxious. It's not that negative fear. This is reverence the for reverence, God. Reverence, yeah. Yeah. If you have reverence for God, then you will want to be right with him much more than what anybody else thinks. Yes. And so yeah. it, start, it starts with little things like... At the place of work, your boss tells you to do something that is not okay. You would rather side with God than do what your boss says. Like, you know, I was at this job. It was a terrible place to work. So a client called. I mean, these clients, they will pay like 20-something thousands of dollars to get these services from this company. I mean, aside from the money they paid, they relied, they trusted the service. And every time they'll talk with a client and, and be done, they will just talk trash about the client. Meanwhile, on the phone, they are so sweet and so nice. But when they are done, I'm like, what in the world? They'll be cursing these clients out. And it was such a shocking thing to me. And one time a client called and one of them didn't want to pick it. So she said, I should tell the client that she's on lunch. And she wasn't. So I picked the call and I told the client that she will get back to her. So after a while again, the client called and they, I think they were trying to set me up. They said I should tell the client that she has gone to lunch and she was about to go to lunch. So I said, she'll call you back when she returns from her lunch. And immediately I said that one of them just took over the call on her line and just gave a big old lie. And I just looked like the bad person. I mean, little things here and there like that. And I'll just be like, I'm sorry. I mean, I try to be very nice. But I just couldn't do the things that will say, oh, lie to this person or say this thing. And I mean, I ended up losing the job. I got fired. I mean, it hurt, but I was more scared of what God would think of me than what any of them thought. And the funniest thing is that they used to go to church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. one of, yeah. And we even talk about church sometimes together, you know, and they'll go for midweek services and we'll talk about it. You know, when somebody's going for midweek service, they are more serious Christians. Right, right, right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 I'm just trying to bring it into practical life, right? Yeah. Yeah, just so that we understand that this armor starts off in the spirit where you have a reverent fear of God. And so you want to be in right standing with him. And when you face the evil day, when you face those trials or tribulations it's in those times that you really gotta put on that breastplate it's in those times it's not when you're having fun with your family or 
you're actually interacting with genuine Christians who won't try to make you sin against God. It's when your faith is really tried and sometimes it's not people who are blatant unbelievers. Sometimes it's the people you call Christians that mm. expect you to compromise. And as we say, people are not the enemy, but it's the <laughs> spirit behind those people, the spirit those people have engaged. They will want you to let go of your breastplate. And if anything yeah. goes wrong with you, who do you call? And Paul thought it was very necessary, it was very important that we protect our hearts that way. Don't give in to the loudness of the enemy, the intensity of the enemy, or how many people are against you. Understand that it is more important for you to be in right standing with God. So that's where we'll go with the breastplate of righteousness. I hope we're ready. We're ready right now to put on our breastplate. I want to decree over us that you wear the armor not just for yourself, but for others too. Understand that what we do here is not just for us. It's not just for us. And it's so beautiful to see our breastplate, our heart centered on God to be in right standing with him. So I want us to right now say in the mighty name of Jesus, I consciously take on the breastplate of righteousness, and I protect my heart. I guard my heart against the wrongfulness of Satan. I choose the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is my mandate to put on this armor, and I will not be ignorant. I will not neglect it. I am prepared to face the enemy and to overcome him in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.